Restructuring of a business or for that matter restructuring of corporates is a field on its own where there are no ready-made strategies available to adopt. Each deal has its unique nature of complexities and the strategy for each such deal changes with changing situations. To address the same, law provides for schemes which can be tailor-made and which will govern such restructuring. There are not many practitioners in India who are in this field of practice but fortunately we have with us Mr Vijay a young lawyer from Chennai specializing in restructuring Hi Vijay welcome to Wheelism I always wonder why you carry the 2000 odd page on pages book on guide to takeovers and mergers by Sridharan and Pandian In fact it is so fascinating looking at you doing your constant research on schemes and restructuring I am more than excited to explore the concept of schemes and restructuring from the very person who is right sitting next to me Mr Vijay. Welcome Vijay. Uh thank you Prakul. Thanks for the gracious introduction. So I carry this book because of the fascination which has uh, taken me over in the study of uh, schemes and working of uh, schemes so working of uh, not only schemes working in any type of uh, reconstruction or restructuring of the company really fascinate you uh, really fascinates you and uh, it is more of a people orientation too yeah vijay so with this uh, let us come like finally go into the concept of schemes and restructuring and uh, before that uh, let me ask you a question right in this corporate world we get to listen so many fancy words like mergers demergers you know schemes uh, or amalgamations what do you think like what is your opinion how relevant is it for the corporates to know about such kind of aspects and how relevant it is you know as to having a fair level of knowledge on restructuring or reconstruction what what is your take on that how does it actually work it is very relevant for the corporates to know about or to not only know about to practice in the fields of uh, uh, schemes and uh, this uh, restructuring or uh, reconstruction however uh, you may put it so there are uh, basically two types of uh, reconstruction one is uh, internal reconstruction and uh, external reconstruction in uh, internal reconstruction it is the uh, it is the restructuring which you do with the members of the company members and the company so it happens between the members and the company so it can be categorized into uh, uh, further issue of uh, share capital in which you uh, in which you uh, issue the shares or you do a rights issue or bonus issue or you can you can vary the shareholders rights with court's approval mm, or uh, you can uh, reorganize your uh, share capital or you can do buyback or uh, reduction of share capital so these are all categorized under the umbrella of uh, internal uh, uh, reconstruction whereas you go into uh, the external reconstruction that there is where uh, you hear the fancy terms <laughs> which you uh, put it like uh, mergers uh, amalgamations or uh, demergers so they they fall under uh, this uh, category of uh, external uh, uh, reconstruction of the company yeah, yeah. uh so vijay the, the next question you have is why do we need such reconstruction basically uh, there are two purposes mainly one is 
tax consideration and other would be uh, group consolidation so we do it for uh, tax consideration purposes when uh, you can uh, uh, derive when income tax act also specifically talks about uh, uh, be- obtaining benefits by, uh, by by the way of schemes like uh, in section 72a so you can you can either go for tax considerations by merging a sick company with a, a good functioning company or uh, you can go for a group consolidation that that would uh, effectively uh, prove to be uh, uh, that would effectively prove to be uh, for you to achieve uh, economies of uh, scale or uh, marketability and there are also many uh, many many more considerations rather than uh, business consideration there is also a social aspect attached to it for uh, the schemes to be uh, achieved yes uh, a while ago, you have given your view on two types of reconstruction we have, when one is internal and external. Can you elaborate on both? Uh, yes, sure, Prakul. So, we do mostly internal reconstruction. It The court approval is uh, needed uh, for the uh, reduction of uh, share capital purposes. So, when we do uh, the reduction of share capital, so the, it is a basic principle that the share capital is belonging to the members of the company and the creditors also have a say when you reduce your share capital because it is their interests also which are getting affected when you reduce your uh, share capital so that uh, they should also have a say when uh, the the share capital is reduced and uh, the court also considers the aspect of the uh, public interest also that is very interesting to note there are many schemes which never uh, uh, never had seen the light of the day because of the public interest being considered and the schemes getting uh, stalled so these can be the objects or, or uh, the uh, or or the or the negative aspects which which you should consider when a scheme is to be uh, sanctioned with the uh, court per se uh, so you've actually answered my next question but uh, you know i just want you to be more specific on the concept of scheme and in what other ways can such reconstructions go wrong Right. One, one is a social factor which you have identified, which is uh, pretty important. And do you sense some other reasons where a reconstruction can go wrong? And also giving more light on the concept of a scheme. Right. So it can go wrong not only from the legal perspective, it can go wrong from the business perspective also. Exactly. First of all, you should identify how it affects the synergy or how it affects the how it affects you as a group so you have to consider the stamp duty expenses which is very important and you have to consider you have to decide when you go for external deconstruction you have to decide the exchange ratio considerations that would be uh, more relevant and where the scheme can uh, cannot see the light of the court uh, light of the day because of legal hurdles is when there is personal interest which is getting eliminated so some shareholders may feel that uh, their personal interests are uh, getting eliminated and uh, you can also you can the the owners of the company can also feel that their rights are getting diluted because of the schemes getting happen and uh, there can be also uh, employees who will be objecting the schemes so they they may feel that so this is the classic case which we are seeing in the uh, bank merger uh, which which is happening yes, yes. Uh, now so the employees are uh, 
very uh, of uh, thinking that their uh, uh, their employ uh, their employment would uh, get lost because of the um, scheme seeing the light of the day so the employees objections would be there and ultimately the court may consider the uh, that uh, this scheme whether it is exploitation of the public so it also sees uh, the aspects of uh, getting the competition also getting avoided so you have to so there are also regulatory hurdles for the uh, competition commission of india for uh, to for, for if if you are uh, in a dominant position mm-hmm. so you shouldn't abuse it so uh, there are also regulatory hurdles which could also be an impediment for the schemes to uh, take, take take place okay oh, so to summarize uh, what we can say is scheme is some is a document which completely writes in you know documents in a written form what you want to do in a reconstruction and it can go wrong based on certain parameters which you have beautifully laid down now uh, let me put a question directly to you uh, in terms of the comparison you can make from the companies act 56 as well as the companies act sorry in, in comparison with the 50, uh, companies act 2013 in the 56 act there were many provisions which have been totally reproduced in the 2013 act as well which we pretty well know but there are certain areas where there has been tremendous amount of change which has been brought forward by the legislature to address certain redundant issues in the existing in the corporate world so do you see such kind of issues being addressed in the 2013 act when it comes concentratedly on the concept of schemes uh, a very nice question prakul so i think there are uh... in spite of uh, the sections of uh, 56 act getting reproduced in uh, the 13 2013 act it it there are also some aspects for example uh, take uh, internal reconstruction section uh, 52 so how would you reduce the share capital uh, i mean securities premium account Uh, share capital so what uh, what addition has it what addition has uh, 2013 act uh, brought in so the objectives of uh, the reduction of uh, share capital i mean uh, the the things which you can utilize uh, the things which you can uh, put through so for uh, reducing your uh, share capital there has been an addition that you can you can u- utilize your uh, securities premium account for the uh, for for the purpose of buyback so uh, clause e was uh, added uh, uh, in the 2013 act and uh, before in the 1956 act there was a distinction between uh, reduction of share capital in the reduction of share capital so there was a distinction whether for consideration for uh, cash or whether for consideration otherwise i mean for cash or uh, consideration otherwise but uh, it has been consolidated in the 2013 act saying that uh, whether for consideration for cash or otherwise so it has been it, it has been merged to uh, done away to to get done away with uh, all the uh, complexities which which were complexities and hurdles which were which was faced uh, before the 2013 act and uh, i think it's going it is going well correct and in addition uh, there was also a section on uh, merger of wholly owned subsidiary which has been added if i'm not wrong so wherein yeah so they they have made it a part of the act before also the same provisions were there but it was uh, as a precedent set by the high court and supreme court how to deal with the mergers of wholly owned exactly, subsidiary exactly. now they have a particular provision exactly. so now uh, in addition to this so now that we have looked into the legal aspects of it can you comment on the accounting aspects of a scheme so actually this question would uh, would trail the question which you had uh, put earlier uh, what are the 
uh what are the changes brought in okay. by 2013 yeah. mm-hmm. so earlier there was uh, no clarity or the clarity was that uh, the compliance of accounting standards is not mandatory before but it has been particularly made uh, mandatory now uh, by way of uh, the decisions rendered by uh, uh, courts as well as uh, the accounting standards also uh, as per like uh, accounting standard 26 which talks about uh, intangible assets or accounting standard 28 which talks about like uh, impairment of assets okay. so it has been particularly made uh, mandatory that uh, a scheme has to comply with the accounting standards which has been uh, made mandatory now and there is and i think the the ambiguities as pertaining to whether we have to comply with accounting standards or not uh, has been uh, resolved now okay so now there is a clarity that you have to uh, mandatorily comply be it with accounting standards or the indias as may be applicable to the respective companies so before we conclude vijay uh, i i need like one interesting intricacy which you would have found in your research on you know restructuring do you have any such intricacy which are you know viewer like like our listeners would be interested to know yeah so to kindle the interest in scheme i i may quote uh, this thing so uh, we all know that uh, uh, is the a securities premium account can be utilized for uh, only those purposes which we are mentioned in uh, uh, the section 52 like uh, buyback or uh, bonus issue or right so so this this leads us to think of the question that uh, so what what if i uh, what if i utilize the my securities premium account other than those which are considered under section 52 so that amounts to reduction of share capital as the okay. uh, section loosely uh, puts it so fine so securities so when i don't when i don't comply with the with the purposes laid down in this section and i use a securities premium account for some other purpose it amounts to reduction of share capital so does that mean uh, the securities premium account is uh, share capital so this question gets a straight away answer no mm-hmm. even though utilizing securities premium account for the purposes other than those mentioned in section 52 amounts to uh, reduction of uh, share capital securities premium account is itself not share capital so this creates a legal fiction i think uh, this question uh, uh, which would be in the mind like uh, the double phase of the securities premium account be not being a share capital still amounting to reduction of share capital would kindle the interest of the listeners i think yes yes absolutely so uh, premium securities premium which we do not consider as share capital but the reduction of it amounts to reduction of capital definitely an interesting one to know thank you vijay and uh, before i conclude this uh or uh, podcast uh, uh just a small disclaimer to the uh, listeners this is not the end of the schemes this is just an intro we are coming up with a series of audios audio podcast on the concept of schemes wherein we'll be trying to cover many more intricacies in the concept of schemes me and vijay will be here throughout this playlist you can have a, a major understanding of the concept of schemes thank you so much thank you vijay let's meet thank again thank you thank you so much Stay tuned to Wheelizen by subscribing to our podcast. Mm-hmm.